0: American civilian
1: hey everybody one day July 3rd 2023 happy Independence Day it is the 4th of July well it will be tomorrow and that is this nation's Independence Day that guarantees in the constitution your independence, as well. So today, as we do every Monday, we're gonna dive into the Sunday review of the mainstream media, where we're gonna take a look at um, CBS Face the Nation. So yesterday on Face the Nation, Maggie Brennan interviewed this woman, Lindsay Gorman, who is a professional propagandist and uh, technology expert at the German Marshall Fund. And she discusses how AI generated images and video create cognitive dissonance as a means of sowing doubt in everything you see and allows uh, for plausible deniability. And on CBS, Sunday morning propaganda, CBS news chief election and campaign correspondent, and also CIA chief mockingbird, Robert Costa, frames the recent SCOTUS decisions and tries to imbue that the electorate and not the court determine how to interpret the constitution. That is Democrat ideology. The court interprets the Constitution, the electorate elects representatives, and they in turn install or put up, we should say, um, for confirmation, Supreme Court justices who serve for a lifetime, a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court. But uh, so the conservatives, just to frame it even more, conservatives tend to be more originalist. So they decide on Supreme Court justices who interpret the Constitution as the framers and the writers of the Constitution would want it to be carried out. They don't have this progressive idea of we should use the Constitution in, in the context, uh, in the context of today's frame of mind, and that's just um, disregarding uh, the drafters of the Constitution that they, you know, thought long and hard about how this could be a timeless document of freedom, and personal individual liberty. So let's get into the news. <laughs> So first, as I do every Monday, uh, I'm going to tear into the Sunday New York Times and show how the newspaper continually mischaracterizes the facts to mislead the public. Don't forget to like, subscribe, uh, engage the channel, uh, leave a comment down below or give me a thumbs up or thumbs down, just engage the channel. Let me know what you think about any of these stories or these topics or my take on them. So, of course, we're gonna start um, they have this little review of Richard M. Haas. If you know who Richard Haas is, is he is <laughs> he's head of the um, Council of Foreign Relations. So it is a globalist foundation. What they do is they are a think tank that take the new world order agenda and the people that draft these kind of ideas and they bring it into the think tank and they kick it around and then they put out their ideas for an agenda to the lawmakers and all those other people who get laws and legislation to be drafted and then it's put into public policy. So they are the drafters of public policy. And they are not, they're supposed to be bipartisan. They're really not. They are New World Order agenda policy makers. So if you if you haven't seen Richard Haas, you might have seen him in the video where Joe Biden says that he withheld a billion dollars of aid to Ukraine if they didn't fire the prosecutor that was looking into corruption of Barisma and his son, Hunter Biden. So this is an article by Peter. Baker and i'm just going to go into the lead here is that everywhere he has gone as president of the council of foreign relations richard n haas has been asked the same question what keeps him up at night he has no shortage of options over the years russia china iran north korea climate change international terrorism food insecurity and global pandemic. As he prepares to step down after two decades of running America's most storied private organization focused on on international affairs, Mr. Haas has come to a disturbing conclusion. The most serious danger to the security of the world right now, the threat that costs him sleep, it's the United States itself. It is us. And then he goes into the whole of our domestic policy Situation is not only one that others don't want to emulate, but also I think it's introduced a degree of unpredictability and lack of reliability that's really poisonous for America's ability to function successfully in the world. I mean, it makes it very hard for our friends to depend on us. And he goes off uh, and demonizing the American populist movement, which started with the Tea Party and then, of course, uh, evolved into the supporters of Donald Trump. America first, MAGA, and the expansion of the Freedom Caucus at Al. Richard N. Haas is an enemy of American, um, well, really uh, American, but also a nation state, um, a nation state, um, sovereignty. So let's move on to the next story. Um, so you should look for that story in Richard M. Haas, or if you don't know who he is, he's gonna step down from the Council of Foreign Relations. So next story from the New York Times, Brazil bars uh, Bolsonaro from office for election fraud claims. Brazil's electoral court banned former president J. Bolsonaro from seeking office until 2030 for spreading false claims about the nation's voting system, which was all true in this article by Jack Nickus. Um, The original... um, the original headline for this story in the newspaper was In the US, Trump is running. In Brazil, Bolsonaro was barred. So they're trying to equate this, as they always have equate Bolsonaro with, um, again, right wing populism that there's no Nazism or anything with Bolsonaro. He just wanted to, uh, in, 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 install or reinvigorate individual liberty in uh in brazil and so one of the things was uh what is considered second amendment rights here in brazil the right to for civilians to own firearms and the crime uh subsequently went down well he was displaced uh in a rigged election by the communist uh da silva and um that was a terrible terrible it's the same thing that happened here is brazil is almost mirroring what happened in the united states but the you got to excuse me it's been a rough weekend got little sleep last night so i'm a little slow um this morning so they're always trying to equate the two it's right wing populism but it is the populist um, the majority, and that's why it makes it populist, it's the majority that want to elect a certain um, politician that the system doesn't want in there. And so the communists now not only rigged the election to get Bolsonaro out after a failed assassination attempt during his presidency or during his election, but then now are, are you know, tr- as soon as he returned uh, to Brazil, they trumped, uh, trumped up, false charges and now they bar him from being reelected because they're they're afraid of the actual and it is democracy of the populace a popular the populace and the electorate um electing a, a popular uh candidate so hunter biden's daughter and a tale of two families now The problem with this article was the story surrounding the president's grandchild in Arkansas, who has not yet met her father or grandfather is about money, corrosive politics, and what it means to have the Biden birthright. And I just wanna say that the, the deal with this story was the fact that the actual headline was Hunter Biden and the politics of paternity in the media's glare but I mean, It has nothing to do with paternity as much as it has to do with corruption and the corruption of the Biden family and how they can turn their back on uh, Hunter Biden's legitimate child. But I didn't want to spend a lot of time on this story. The next story up uh, was originally in the newspaper was The Mary Troll at Fox online however it's about uh gutfeld how fox news yes fox news managed to beat the tonight show greg gutfeld has installed his brand of insult conservatism as the institutional voice for the next generation of fox news viewer and it's catching on not just fox news viewers but for everybody because what late night um what late night um talk used to be was it used to make fun at current trends and politics. It includes all the presidents. And I'm not saying that um, late night comics can't make fun of President Trump, but they took it to the nth degree and they didn't make fun of everybody. It's like when Biden took office, did they start making fun of Biden? No. And so the problem with the culture today and with the politics today that Gutfeld takes aim at. And if you don't notice, the electorate, as I said this way back in 2015, um, the electorate is staunchly, the majority of the electorate is staunchly anti-establishment. And people don't understand that, they try to gloss over it, and this is part of why Gutfeld and Tucker Carlson was so successful that they're taking shots at the establishment and the establishment viewpoint, whatever it may be, corporate or otherwise. So if corporations are pushing LGBTQ and the culture is pushing LGBTQ, well, he's taking shots at it. When uh, the politics is pushing, you know, don't look here, don't look at Hunter Biden's laptop, don't look at um, the, the president's infirmity, you know, he's going to take shots at that. That's why it's successful. Well, he's moving up to 10 o'clock. I don't know how that'll fare. That's going to give a late night 11 o'clock spots a little breathing room, which I don't think they should do, but Fox is moving Gutfeld up to 10 o'clock. So I wanted to get into this article here. The Supreme Court decisions in 2023, the actual headline in this graph was um, looking back at the major decisions by the Supreme Court and where the public stands. The fact is the public doesn't, it's not up to the fucking electorate to um, determine or to interpret the Constitution. So you're gonna see this later with the freaking CIA mockingbird uh, Robert Costa on uh, CBS where they try to tell you that you, the electorate, have the right to interpret the Constitution. That's that's not what you have. You have the right to elect your representatives, including the chief executive, and these representatives in the Senate and in, um, in the Congress um, have the right to um, decide who gets on the Supreme Court. So the president gets to... Um, put up nominees for the Supreme Court, and then the Senate, um, and I believe the House, I believe all the Congress uh, get to vet this person and then vote whether to confirm them or not. Um, And if you don't have a majority, it's harder to get your nominees through. So in that way, the electorate some way gets to determine who the Supreme Court justices are, However, it's the those justices get to interpret the Constitution. It's not up for the layperson in the electorate to determine. So, regardless of where the public stands on issues, it's not up to them. They're not lawyers, they're not justices, they're not judges, they, they're not, you know, constitutional lawyers. What do they know? So they're just giving their opinion. But they're opinionated because it's not an educated opinion. So they have this graph that says the public stands against what the conservative Supreme Court ruled. It's not up. See, you have to understand is that it it is to do with the conservative justices or originalists, which they they interpret the constitutions as the framers wanted it to be, regardless of time. It's the Democrats and the liberals and the progressives on the court that want to interpret it like Cajen, Caj, whatever her name is, Kajenji Brown Jackson. Um, whether or not you know she just she understands she's a progressive, so she wants to try to apply it into the headspace or the mindset today. So that has nothing to do, and so they have all these graphs. Where it says, "Oh, the uh, where the public stands, and it's mostly Democrats, where the public stands in regards to all the issues face, facing the court, and it has nothing to do with where the public stands. Why are they even putting this up there? It has nothing to do with it. You elect uh, learned representatives and learned." Justices to the court and they interpret the Constitution, not the layperson. So it doesn't matter where you stand. Obviously, liberals and progressives will try to get liberals and progressives on the court and vice versa with conservatives. So you lose right now. Sorry to say. But the fact is, it has nothing to do with the electorate. Elector, the electorate doesn't interpret the Constitution, the electorate decides on an ideology or a platform or a policy platform that their representative and elected officials represent. And based on that platform, they put up for nomination and, you know, they vet or confirm depending on what side of the aisle they are, their platform. So if you're on the right, you're more originalist, especially if you're with the Tea Party and this more libertarian wing uh, of the, uh, you know, of the Republican party. So going on to the next story, Ukraine says it's ready for the arrival of the Wagner group in Belarus. I told you, subhead reads, Ukrainian officials have tried to tamp down concerns while heralding their preparations with Zelensky nodding to plans of reinforcing the border. Aha, I told you now that it's all out of the, cat's out of the bag that the CIA failed in their coup attempt at sending money to the Wagner Group, which double-crossed the CIA. But the fact is the original headline in the newspaper says, Ukraine says it is prepared for attacks from Belarus. It didn't mention originally in the headline, the Wagner Group, which uh, Putin sent to Belarus with all his mercenaries, and all of a sudden everybody figured out what had happened. The CIA coup failed, And that allowed um, Putin under the guise of exiling uh, Progogsian or the head of of, uh, the Wagner group to Belarus, but they sent all of (laughs) the Wagner group with him. So uh, obviously that's what, what was in mind. Next article up is all over the news. And I called this early in the Paris suburb where police shot a teenager, violence and vigilance. The original headline here was Paris uh, Paris suburb grapples with deep resentment towards police. And again, as I said, this is orchestrated. The police shooting might not have been orchestrated. Uh, the I, I told you it was a Muslim immigrant or the child of Muslim immigrants in a no-go zone, in a suburb, um, where the immigrants have taken over. And so it's a no-go zone. So every time police go there, they're met with violence, and so they shoot a teenager, and then of course, the media swing into action, and they tweet and publicize and spread this all throughout the Muslim community that the, here you go, the state killed one of your uh, young Muslim brothers. French suburbs have been rocked by riots and, and tapped a deep sa- uh, seated resentment toward police. Many residents understand the anger, but not the violence. And the fact is, they don't talk about Muslims. And all, even though Rizlan Mohamed Sali, and, and they're doing all, and, and you know, yeah, Morocco, Algerian and Moroccan descent. France's mar- marginalized suburbs discrimination and they say all this thing. Uh, So they do uh, talk about uh, the fact that it is uh, Muslim and they're using all the same tactics that they used during the color revolutions here in the United States. They're shooting fireworks and they're confronting police. Um, And so it's the same blueprint as what was used here in the United States. And all done at the um, behest of the Rothschild banker, Macron. So there are a bunch of, uh, there are a few opinion pieces I just want to touch on before we get to uh, the segments on Face the Nation and other CBS propaganda. Opinion, the truth, the true threat of artificial intelligence. And they try to say, as they as they do in this piece, is that the Republicans are going to use AI. Um, and so it is... Uh, in Congress, Senator Chuck Schumer called for the first of their kind listening sessions on potential risks of AI. And then it goes into chat GPT and their apocalyptic scenarios unknown to its proponents, the bastard child of a grander ideology, one preaching that Margaret Thatcher memorably put it, there's no alternative no to the market. And so they try to say in this that um, it's uh, the the free market or corporations are gonna use artificial intelligence for the detriment of society. True, they're the ones that invented it. They're the ones that are propagating it. And Bill Gates is the head of that now. But whether the state should be involved, don't forget the state is involved, is controlled by corporations. So if you think the state is gonna take control to make AI better, the state is controlled by corporations. So whether it's private or it's public, it's all controlled by corporations. So whatever you, however you feel, uh, what should be done by AI, neither is going to, whether you regulate it through the state or, or it's private regulation, the genie is out of the bottle and uh, gird your loins. And here's a guest essay, How to Stave Off Extinction by Jill Lapore. I forget who did this by Jill Lapore. And this is basically every 4th of July, Americans celebrate independence, but there might be more significant, more pregnant with meaning to celebrate amendment. The writing ratifying, especially the amending the, of constitutions, except lately there has been, uh, hasn't been much to celebrate with amendment having become a lost art and the constitution that can no longer be amended is dead Again, this is the a, a policy of the Democrats is to amend constitutions. Now, I'm not saying the constitution can't be amended, but to what end? The constitution should be amended to fit the bill, not the other way around. So you don't start amending the constitution to water it down to make it more because the constitution is there. To um, to codify your individual liberties, not group rights, individual liberties. So anything that's outside of that, which we have started to see, and I don't I don't disagree with the Equal Rights Amendment, but it hasn't been ratified by all fifty states. But that's as far as it should go, because again, it's not codifying individual liberties, which is the smallest minority. It's start relating to groups. You can't discriminate on sex or race or religion. Okay, that's fine. But you're talking about groups. You shouldn't be able to discriminate based on anything. It doesn't matter what group you belong to. The US Constitution hasn't been meaningfully amended since 1971. Congress sent the Equal Rights Amendment to the states for ratification in 72, but its derailment rendered the Constitution effectively unamendable. It's not that people stopped trying. Conservatives especially tried. Ronald Reagan endorsed a balanced budget amendment. Indeed, that's what we needed. Anti-flag burning amendment, blah, blah, blah. Like I said, amendments should codify the meaning of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, which is the golden rule, the rule of law, which is the top 10, um, first of all, um, which is protecting individual liberties and not amending it to to suit your fancy, um, you know, people are saying, oh, you should, there should be an amendment to for women's health care that you should be, you know, allowed an abortion. That's not individual rights, has nothing to do. Hey, and to be honest with you, I think you should be able to, you know, that's just my take, get abortions. But I think there should be some limit. Fifteen weeks, they called that a ban? Well, you can't get an abortion back. If if you've had three months without your period and you haven't decided whether or not to keep the baby, well then you're keeping the baby. Sorry. You can put it up for adoption once it's born, but I mean, there has to be—you can't just say we can abort a, a child at any ter- at any month, any month during the term, at any point during the term, or pregnancy, because a certain point, you know, you're killing. I'm not for abortion morally, but I believe in a secular country that it should probably be allowed. Like I said, it is an individual right if you want to terminate your pregnancy. Um, I don't believe in it morally though, but some, you know, I'm not saying that people have to believe the way I believe. So, um, this is Lindsay Gorman. So first we're going to go to Lindsay Gorman, who is, um, who is a propagandist with the German Marshall fund. And she tries to, you know, the way, first of all, the way this whole piece is a propaganda piece because... What they do is it's all it's all negative against Republicans, right? There's nothing negative in here against Democrats. So that, that's the one pointer. And then the way they frame it, it's kind of laughable. They laugh. Ha ha, they're making fun of Democrats. or I mean, they're making fun of Republicans. And the, the, Demo, the one true video was Joe Biden, and he's saying something against January 6th. And that's the true video. But even though he doesn't blink, blah, blah, blah. So this is all propaganda for leftists and progressives. But let's go there. Um, Let's go there and see.
0: With the convergence of artificial intelligence and politics, it is increasingly difficult for voters to differentiate between real, and fake. We asked Lindsey Gorman, a technology expert with the German Marshall Fund. Let's play a first video of Hillary Clinton. Be surprised to hear me say this, but I actually like Ron DeSantis a lot. Yeah, I know. I'd say he's just the kind of guy this country needs, and I really mean that. If Ron DeSantis got installed as president, I'd be fine with that. So this is a classic deep fake. If Ron DeSantis got installed as president, I'd be fine with that. She is now endorsing Ron DeSantis for president in 2024. Her head sort of shook in a somewhat mechanical way.
2: You can't be pro-insurrection and pro
1: cop You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-democracy. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-American. Donald Trump lacked the courage to act. The brave women and men all across this nation should never forget that.
0: He didn't blink. Not at all, right? This one's actually real. How's that? (laughs) This was actually a speech he gave. He didn't blink for the whole 17-second clip. Came from the DNC's own social media account and was later published by the White House itself. We really need to rely on context and the source, Mm -hmm. first of all, coming out. A full white house video giving a speech and these were remarks that were delivered virtually information environment that where we can't tell what's real and what's not and and this is really advantageous sort of to autocrats and to those who would sow doubt and discord in our information space
2: it was about white supremacy
0: this is the image that actually caused a market sell-off right it is it's a fake picture of the pentagon with what looks like plumes of smoke. Well, for someone who hasn't been to the Pentagon, I, I think it would be hard. That's not funny! Obviously, these photos of, of fake photos of, of Trump being arrested. job. They might think this was reality. Absolutely, especially from a first look. How can we tell that these are fake? You idiot! Capture the imagination and make people think, oh, was Trump actually arrested? All right, here's one for you what's real, what's fake. Yeah, that one's real from the arraignment. He's crying at his hearing. Just be skeptical of everything, which That's makes hard. sense because if it gets us to check and if it gets us to find a source and investigate mm-hmm. it. But on the other hand, it has some dangerous implications for our democracy. It's not realistic for us to check. It makes having news standards that much more important <laughs> and these. News- mostly
1: circulate online
0: you'd be surprised to hear me say this but i actually like ron desantis
1: the problem with that is how do you know that the dnc and the white house didn't manipulate that video of joe biden he didn't he didn't blink at all for the 17 seconds or something he was on um we don't know there wasn't some verification from that event um and to be honest with you, he wasn't speaking at the event. They they said that it was done virtually. He spoke to the Black Law Enforcement uh, Officers Association. He spoke remotely. So we don't know whether that uh, video of Joe Biden was manipulated or not. Just because it comes from the DNC or the White House, we're supposed to believe that it wasn't manipulated? Come on. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Obviously, we know that Trump wasn't arrested in those pictures. Everybody saw those pictures. Um and who knows? How do you know that people involved in the stock market didn't put out the uh, doctored um, picture of the Pentagon with a black smoke, the plumes of black smoke? We don't know. And as far as the thing from Hillary Clinton, that was so poorly done. it was done on purpose. But again, you know, we don't know the case. Uh, surrounding that. I thought it was kind of funny, but whatever. So now we're gonna go to the chief mockingbird, Robert Costa. He is a CIA asset that works for uh, CBS and that he is always on the crucial, crucial propagandized uh, pieces where they have to get a very deadpan, very serious uh, uh, establishment take on any of the news pieces that he does, when they want to get their message framed in a certain way, even if it's laughable, like it was, like we talked about with the um, in the New York Times, is the Supreme Court somehow it doesn't match with what the electorate wants? First of all, half of the country, probably way more than half, at this point are leaning conservative, and they approve of what the Supreme Court did. Even Democrats, the majority of Democrats, first of all, in California, the Democrats voted to to do away with affirmative action back in 94 um, because they didn't need it. They have their own processes, and of course they have that now with college admissions, so we don't really need affirmative action and college admissions. And a lot of Democrats don't support affirmative action either. But Robert Costa will lead you to believe that the majority of the electorate don't like what the Supreme Court is doing. That's a lie.
0: The Supreme Court has issued its ruling on the future of affirmative action, rejecting race-conscious college admissions. Then, on Friday, The high court blocked President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan and ruled that a website designer could refuse service to same sex couples.
2: The court struck down affirmative action in college admissions, saying race cannot be a factor. You ain't black. It ruled that the biden administration's plan to wipe out billions in student debt was not authorized by congress and it decided the first amendment allows certain people who object to same sex marriage to violate a state law prohibiting discrimination. The biggest issues of our time, race, education and gay rights, what with sweeping consequences in people's lives starting with those college applications and loans. What Black students are more likely to take on debt than white students. They're more likely to take on more debt and they're more likely to default on that debt. President Biden is now contending with a court that infuriates Democratic voters and him.
0: Across the board, the vast majority of the American people don't agree with a lot of the decisions this court is making.
2: Biden is not yet ready to push for an expansion of the number of Supreme Court justices, which some progressive Democrats have advocated. Do you try to expand the court? We're not going to try to divvy you up by your skin color. That is the absolute appropriate decision for the country, and we're going to be much better off. For Republicans, this has been a week of victory. (laughs) What does this mean for the integrity and reputation of the court to be taking such positions on issues that are coursing through American life from race to education?
1: Come on. The ethical. Uh, concerns that they might have. The way that they appear publicly, but that (laughs) has not clearly stopped them from issuing these rulings that in some cases kind of go against the public opinion. Blowjob!
2: Blowjob!
1: Blowjob! Yeah. (laughs) Blowjob. Bullshit. Um, And they keep trying to say that the most important thing to the electorate is race, education, and gay rights. That's not even on the radar for most people, okay? And the fact is, Joe Biden even says, the majority of Americans don't agree with what the Supreme Court is doing. That's just not true. I think the majority of Americans do approve of what the Supreme Court is doing. For a variety of reasons, we need to get back to the originalist concepts of the Constitution, and that protects individual liberties. And so that should be the right. Um, and there shouldn't be discrimination, not just against blacks, but against whites, again, whatever your color, religion, and all that stuff. But it shouldn't be about protected groups. It shouldn't be, you shouldn't be discriminated against as an individual, whatever your, uh, your preference is, whether it's a sexual preference or, or whatever, you know, political preference, you know, whether you want to wear a crazy t-shirts or crazy hats or tattoo your face. You know, if you pierce your face or tattoo your face, I still think that, you know, you shouldn't be discriminated against when getting a job or or applying for anything. I don't think you should be discriminated against if if you're an underachiever. Maybe you need some underachievers at Harvard and Yale. Because people that are driven probably, a lot of times are driven to ill. Alright, so for me, Rudy's Revelation. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment down below. Follow me on social media Twitter, Facebook, get our minds. I'll see you tomorrow. This is conspiracy, don't you know
0: what that is? A conspiracy.
2: You can't handle the truth.